Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bucks basketball game two. Game two tonight, taking on the Detroit Pistons. And to talk a little bit more about it, Jeff Rieger from 97 won the ticket over in Detroit in the Motor City. Uh, Jeff, how you doing today, man? Appreciate it. What's going on, man? I, wait, wait, wait. They they actually are playing a game, too? Are you sure about that? Well, at it, least it's on the schedule. It's on oh. the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, here's here, yeah. it, what's the rumor with Blake Griffin? Because uh, originally we heard he wasn't going to play in the series. Now he says he's going to try to play. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently it's still day-to-day. The Yahoo report came out saying he was done for the series, which essentially means done for the season. But it uh, sounds like he wants to play, but the doctors quite aren't ready to let him play just yet. So if he doesn't play today, which would be seven days of rest for that knee tendonitis, then he could play Saturday, which would be ten days of rest for that knee tendonitis. So maybe they're looking at it like that. I mean, their best chance, obviously, to win a game or to try to steal a game or to not get blown out would be Blake Griffin. So they need him. But, you know, Blake wasn't looking very good before he got injured, so they got to make sure he's healthy. So I I probably would not expect him today. I would say maybe game three would be his best shot. Is game three the one that, uh, you know, most people that would be in Detroit uh, holding their breath for? Because if you win game three, maybe you get a little bit of life. Uh, if you lose game three, then it's pretty much warm up the buses. Well, I think it's already warm up the buses. I think Detroit fans, <laughs> after seeing what they saw on Sunday night, it's pretty much warm up the buses. You know, when you listen to what's coming out of the Pistons side of things, they're talking about intensity. Dwayne Casey, the head coach, was saying, I want my guys to remember this feeling of getting blown out and being embarrassed. I didn't have them ready to play playoff basketball. I mean, obviously, it's more than intensity. It's more than passion. They're just outmatched, especially without Blake Griffin. With that being said, I think the goal, and I'm not even kidding here, I think the goal for the Pistons is to hang, to not be embarrassed. I mean, they everybody felt what the Clippers did to the Warriors a couple days ago, down 31 points. That's their rallying cry right now. Anything can happen, but let's be honest. I, mean, I, I can't really fathom a scenario where the Pistons win the series or even win a game for that matter. Um, well, that was going to be my next question. What do they have to do, in your opinion, or what could they do to win or at least to make it more competitive uh, I mean, they missed a lot of shots. I mean, a lot of open shots. I mean, obviously, Drummond missed a lot down low. They weren't hitting from the outside. The Bucks played just a better defense, a better energy. Uh, I mean, to me, if you just come out with a better energy to start this game, maybe you punch Milwaukee in the face a little bit and stun them. But, you know, if Milwaukee's hitting shots again, I, don't, I just I, I agree with you. I just think they're out, man. I don't see how they can ha- have a shot at winning this series, maybe much less winning a game. No, I think you're right about that. I mean, you are right, too. I mean, Obviously, don't come out and trail 20-4, to four, right? That helps. I mean, it, the Pistons were, were hit in the face right away, and from that point on, they had no chance. But there are a couple of things. Like, for instance, Luke Kennard usually comes off the bench, and, you know, he's not as good defensively as offensively, but I would expect him to start today. He had 21 in game one. So if you can get some points early on and find a way to hang on or hang around at least until the wave of the Bucks offense maybe goes away a little bit and you can take your shots, I mean, that's probably your best shot. So I would expect Luke Kennard to probably 
you know, start. The other thing, too, is expect Andre Drummond to guard the Greek freak. I, I, it didn't work with Thon Maker. I think that was pretty obvious. And that was probably part of the early blowout, the fact that Thon could not hang with Giannis. So, you know, at some point of that first half, Drummond said, listen, I'm going to guard him. I'm going to take the pressure off your hands. And while he might get into foul trouble, which would hurt the Pistons, it's probably their best chance to maybe slow him down just a little bit, talking about, you know, Giannis. So I think maybe those are the two things. The other thing is maybe look for a little more zone from the Pistons. They don't play zone usually, but, I mean, heck, what can it hurt? And they played it a little bit in game one, and at times it works. So so maybe they can build on that a little bit. But, I mean, we're grasping here. We, we, we really are. We're grasping at straws. I mean, you saw how things got, and, and I don't expect much of a difference in game uh, two here. Yeah, that was kind of my, my next question was, you know, do you expect much different? I mean, is there anything they can come out with that maybe would give the Bucks a look that either they haven't seen or haven't expected or that could give them problems? Look, the Bucks defensively even – what, they were a better sure. basketball team. I mean, they were, you know, blocking shots from behind. Hell, even Pat Connaughton got Drummond once from behind, you know. So <laughs> it, it just – I, I just I, – most people here are extremely comfortable in their own skin at this point, just saying, okay, it's done. Let's just start thinking about the next opponent. I, Pau Gasol was on our show the other day, and he said, look, I've been on both ends of this, where one night you blow a team out, you, you're flying high, the next night you come back and you just can't figure out what happened. I just don't know what Casey can come up with that the Bucks either would not have seen or not be able to overcome. And that's my biggest thats my biggest question. That's kind of the fear of the unknown at this point. No, and I think it's a good point. And kind of like what we already mentioned, that some of the things the Pistons can do, I think obviously you, you need, as, as cliche as it sounds, they need to act like they know what they're doing, like they've been there before. The intensity wasn't there at all. The passion wasn't there at all. All season long we kept hearing about the playoff push. The Pistons haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. They haven't won a playoff game since 2008. I mean, wrap your mind around that, and it doesn't look like it's going to change. But for them to come out like they did in game one, and I know a lot of it was the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, but but that kind of blew my mind, the fact that it looked like guys flat out weren't ready to play. So that's fixable. That's intensity. That's passion, right? So so you that's effort. That's hustle. So I would assume you're going to see a better push from the Pistons in that regard. But the bottom line is they, they are outmanned, and especially if Blake doesn't play, I, I just don't see a scenario. I, I guess the one thing would be, you know, the human nature, the spirit of sports, right? The Pistons come out with something to prove, and the Bucks come out, you know, pounding their chest because they already thumped them. So as you were kind of mentioning it, so may, maybe that were to happen, but if it were to happen, I wouldn't expect it to happen very long, and I would still expect the Bucks to win the game. I mean, if the Pistons could somehow come away with this win in game two, it doesn't change the outcome of anybody's belief that the Pistons would still lose this series, but it would truly be a pretty remarkable thing. Seeing what happened in game one, I think Piston fans would be satisfied. As crazy as that sounds, if you can get one win in this series, I think that's pretty much where the barometer is right now. I just think Piston fans don't want to see their team get blown out again. Um, first of all, I, I think that it becomes more competitive, but even with Blake Griffin, I can't imagine Blake Griffin being the X factor that can overcome no. 20 points. You know what I mean? The, the only difference, though, is the offense runs through Blake. So when he's not out there, the offense doesn't look how it should. And obviously, guys don't really know what to do. But when Blake's out there, he pretty much, he's almost like a babysitter out there. He pretty, he pretty much all season long, he, he puts guys where they need to be. The offense goes through him. And it just runs more succinctly. So I would expect if Blake were to play, 
that in itself would be better. But but again, you know, he's not the difference. He wouldn't have been the difference in game one. Was he going to throw in 40 points? I mean, right. that's probably not going to happen. The, the sad thing of it all is all season long they fought to get here. And Blake has been outstanding. He's been a great leader. He's been a great piston. Nobody really thought he was going to play as well as he did this year. And then for him to be out and get injured, and we all kind of saw it coming because he's an older player and is injury prone, but for him to miss the postseason, it's got to be killing him. So, so, so that's the one bummer of it all, the fact that for him, he's been fantastic this year, and it's probably going to be hard to replicate it next year. And they're not going to be as good next year because they're going to lose some guys to free agency, and there's really not a path to get better because free agents don't want to come to Detroit, so you're going to have to make trades. The fact that Blake had such a good season – and more than likely isn't going to get to win a playoff game and at least change that nature of things. That's that's, uh, that's the premise. Talking with Jeff Rieger, 97 won the ticket over in Detroit. The only way I see this happening is if the Bucks go cold. The way we've seen the Bucks get beat all season long has been prolific nights. Either the Bucks go unbelievably franchise cold or another franchise hits more threes than they've ever hit in their history or something to that effect. <laughs> uh, and that's the way we see it. Just, it's, it's been so weird to watch this team go from a team that was just hoping to get into the top five in the East to now being the best record in, in the NBA and be where they're at. Uh, but, you know, also, I mean, they're, you know, defensively speaking, if Detroit can match what the Bucks bring, maybe they defend more shots and got a little bit of a shot and can at least close the gap. But if they can't, I mean, it just seemed like Detroit was running in quicksand and the Bucks were just like a, a bunch of schoolyard kids running around and just outpacing Detroit. And so that's the only way. If they can match them energy-wise, if they can match them in quickness and speed on the perimeter and, and maybe get hands in the face and get a few errant shots for the Milwaukee Bucks, then they got a shot at keeping it close and who knows. But otherwise, yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. No, and I'm with you. I mean, they got clowned in game one. It's that simple, and that's nothing negative towards the box. They just flat out got clowned. Detroit wasn't ready. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, too, what Andre Drummond does because Andre Drummond lost his composure. He decided to throw Giannis to the ground. Then he decided to, for some reason, help him up, even though it was intentionally trying to throw him to the ground. Then he gets ejected to the game. Then he's blowing kisses to the Milwaukee Bucks fans. Yeah, how about that? what, 175 points. It makes no sense. Then post game, he was asked, and you guys might not know this, but here in Detroit, obviously, we follow Pistons Twitter, where I'm sure you guys follow Bucks Twitter. But post game, he was asked, hey, listen, you know, how depressing, how much did it hurt to get tossed from the game? And his, his response was, I got to shower early, right? Which might have been a joke. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. So a Detroit reporter who's been around forever decided to tweet just Andre Drummond's quote. That's all she did. There was, no, there was no editorializing in it. There was no opinion. It was just his quote. Andre Drummond responded on Twitter to this reporter and essentially said, listen, I've been great to you my whole career. Why are you turning the knife in our backs when we're down? So, you know, the maturity of some guys aren't the greatest right now. And Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson's another one that people question you know, is the maturity level where it needs to be? And then yesterday at practice, both those guys were the last one off the court. There's almost a send the message that, listen, we got our stuff together. We're ready to go. So, I mean, I think it depends a lot on those two guys because I don't think Blake's going to play. And if, if Andre plays with the high motor, like he's capable, like we've seen at times, like we saw in the second half, then, yeah, I think it can make up for a lot of things. I still don't think they win the game. But I think a lot of it is on Andre Drummond, as, as, as simplistic as that might sound. What happened to him? Because he was such a rising superstar, 
And then he became almost roller coaster esque. I mean, one night he is on and he is a dominant player and just feels it, and the next night he just goes away. Yeah, it, it is truly the biggest question, right? And the owner loves them. In fact, the Pistons tried to trade him a couple of times, and reportedly the owner blocked those trades. And he obviously has all the raw talent, right? He makes twenty-seven million a year, so he's a franchise player, even though a lot of people don't think like he is. But it's all in the motor. When he was coming out of Connecticut, that was the biggest issue. This guy doesn't have the greatest motor. And on some nights, you're absolutely right. When he's motivated, he is at times, he looks unstoppable. You know, he's the best rebounder in the game. Nobody's going to take that away from him. And offensively, he looks good. There are other times, though, where he looks lost or he looks just disinterested. And those are the moments that really irritate the heck out of Pistons fans. So it, it is kind of a mixed bag. Now, now to be totally, truly fair, He's been great in the second half. When the Pistons went on a push to get in the postseason and they won 13 of 15 games. Now, granted, some of those games, a lot of those games might have been against not the greatest of competition or against good competition with guys missing, but Andre Drummond was fantastic. He really was. And a lot of people are hoping that he's taken a step because he's still, he's only 25 years old. So I guess he's not a finished product just yet, but it's what you said. It's that inconsistency. He's capable of a heck of a lot more than he proves on some nights. But some nights, he's great. Other nights, he's just not. Great stuff as always. We certainly appreciate it, Jeff. And uh, I'm sure we'll touch base again soon, okay? All right. Take care, Bill. Good luck, guys. Not that you need it. <laughs> appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Jeff Rieger from 97 won the ticket over in Detroit, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, and they will treat you fair. It's been that way for 80-plus years. Call them 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.